the text that calls for our meditation this night are these words from Hebrews chapter 10. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Right here in the middle of Lent, it might almost seem a little blasphemous to have a sermon entitled, A Son Ascending. It almost seems as if we're jumping the gun a little bit. I mean, if we can't sing hallelujahs right now, how is it that we can talk about Jesus rising and ascending and returning? Well, tonight we talk about that son doing those very things for two important reasons. First, we do it because the Apostles' Creed that we are using this year as a guide for our midweek services speak of these things. But perhaps even more importantly, we do it because in a very real sense, the faithful life that we are called to in this season of Lent is only made possible by Jesus rising and ascending, and it is intensified by the expectation of his return. You see, until Jesus rose, death had universal dominion over humanity. There was no assurance, or at least not an absolute one, that there was anything more to come after death. Death always lurked around the corner, promising to be the end of the story. It was that which held all men in its fearful grasp. Before Jesus rose, everyone to some extent had to spend their time worrying about death. But once Jesus had risen, and once he ascended, those who were baptized into Christ were now free from such slavery to the fear of death. Being connected to him, we know that we have already died in those waters to sin, and now we have been freed to walk in newness of life. And not only can we walk in newness of life now, we have the great anticipation of that perfect and eternal life that follows death. We no longer need to walk in fear of death, but rather can concentrate instead on the new life that Christ has given to us. Our text says it this way, Jesus, after offering himself as the one sacrifice for sins, and ascending back to life, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. You see, he sat down because his work was done. Everything necessary was finished in regards to our salvation. The work was completed, death was defeated. And all of us then that have that knowledge in our hearts, we need not fear the grave. Since Christ has offered himself once for us, we can truly live without the fear of death. Oh, we may not cherish the thought of the dying process, but death itself, we know, has been defeated. Our lives now are freed. They're freed in order that we can do what another part of the book of Hebrews encourages us to do, to offer up our entire selves as living sacrifices of thanks and praise to the one who has done these things for us. Yes, because we have been connected to Christ in our baptism, 
We now have victory over sin and death and the devil. We have that victory that Christ himself displayed on Sunday morning. We are free to walk in God-pleasing ways because God has done away with our old selves and raised up new selves. And that's exactly what people who are waiting for the return of their Lord are to do. Indeed, Jesus has sat down at the right hand of the Father after his work was complete, and he will one day, though, again, rise and return. As our text says, he is waiting for now. What is he waiting for? Well, for that last day when finally all of his enemies will be put noticeably underneath his feet, and all of his people will get to revel in the victory that is theirs in him. And we, his people, especially in this season of Lent, realize that not only is he waiting, but we should be waiting as well. We wait for that day, too, when we get to see all of God's victorious ways manifested so clearly. Knowing that his return could be any day, we are called then to an urgency about our lives as his children. We're to work as a farmer does, putting up hay when the storm clouds are gathering. We're to seek to accomplish those things that God has given us to do before his return. And in doing so, we trust that we will hear on that last day our Father's commendation. Well done, good and faithful servant. Yes, by Christ's promise, we know that we will be commended for the use of the talents that the Lord has left with us in anticipation of his return. Tonight, though, we must admit that our lives do not always reflect our beliefs in a son ascending and returning. You see, as ones who believe that Jesus truly rose bodily out of the grave, three days after he died, we too should have a strong belief that the resurrection given to us to live new lives now is just as real as Christ's resurrection. For it is his resurrection. You know, all too often we sort of allow ourselves to wallow in false notions that we can't simply do what God wants us to do perfectly, and so therefore we don't really need to try at all. Instead of seeking to walk in the reality of Christ's victory over sin and death and the devil, we sometimes simply focus on that fleshly side of us that still haunts us. Even when we seek to walk in Christ's ways, we could say that often we don't approach it with quite the urgency we should if we truly believe that Christ might return at any moment. We can often wander through this world without any real urgency to do the things which Christ has called us to do. It's pretty easy to live as if there will always be another day to get around to doing those things. We allow the concerns of this world to take our eyes off the things of the kingdom. Tonight, as we confess our belief in a son ascending and returning, we also confess our failure to live in the reality that we should. We must admit that all too often we have failed to reckon ourselves alive to Christ, just as he calls us to do. And at other times, we've sought to live that way, but not with the urgency for the things of his kingdom that we ought to, continually placing earthly concerns 
before heavenly ones. Tonight, as we confess those failings this evening, our eyes are once again lifted up to the heavens, where we see our risen Lord there sitting at the right hand of the Father. And his presence there should well assure us that he has completed the work necessary for our sins to be forgiven. Knowing that he is there to intercede for us assures us that sins that will be committed in the future will be forgiven as well. And knowing that he is truly alive should give us the confidence that the new life that he has given to us is very real now and will be forever. Yes, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, assures us of our forgiveness. His ascending assures us that we can walk in newness of life, and his returning should instill in us an urgency to do so without delay. God who was dead, but rose three days later, a God who ascended to heaven, a God who will come again. That is what we believe. We believe in a Son ascending. Amen. <laughs> 